out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode here at the Home Recording Made Easy.com podcast. I am your humble host, Uncle Dave, here at HomeRecordingMadeEasy.com. Thank you so very much for joining me this time out. This is season three, episode number four. We're going to talk about computers, computer upgrades, computer specs. Why would you want to upgrade your studio computer? If you're looking to upgrade your studio computer, what should you be checking out for? Should we buy a Mac or a PC? everything around studio computers that's what we're going to talk about this week so make sure you like share subscribe leave comments below if you're watching this on youtube and make sure you give me the good old thumbs up it really does help me so now let's sit back and relax and let's talk about studio upgrades right here on home recording made easy.com podcast Alrighty, alrighty, well, 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 welcome back to another episode here at the Home Recording Made Easy.com podcast. This is season three, episode number four, and we're going to talk about computer upgrades this week. Now, I covered computer upgrades about 18 months ago, maybe close to 18 months ago here on the podcast, and I'm covering it again. And you may say, why are you covering it again? Well, for a couple of reasons. Still, one of the top things that I get asked about in emails and comments on their YouTube videos and Facebook and so on and so forth is around problems that you're having in your studio that we end up diagnosing back to the computer and some of the computer specs and all those things, not to mention 18 months in a computer technology life's lifespan is almost an eternity, right? The technology changes so fast. And so a lot of the same things I talked about 18 months ago, we're going to talk about here again, but we're going to update this and refresh it. And I think we need to do that about every 18 months or two years because of the technology and what's available on the market and how that may relate to you. So that's what we're going to talk about. So before we get started, make sure you like, share, subscribe. If you're watching this on YouTube, hey, how are you? If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Music, Give me the old five-star review and tell everyone you love Uncle Dave and the podcast. Also, every third episode, we are doing subscriber Q&A as part of the podcast. So if you want one of your questions featured in our podcast, make sure you go to homerecordingmadeeasy.com and send me an email with your question, and I'll be sure to get it on the list of growing questions that we have. Also, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome to our family. Make sure you go to homerecordingmadeeasy.com, get your free mixing course. It's right on the website. It's worth $127 and it's free for you just for visiting homerecordingmadeeasy.com. And if you stick around to the end of the episode, I'm going to give you something else that you're really going to dig. So let's talk about this episode and let's talk about the four things we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about studio computer upgrades. We're going to talk about, do you need to upgrade? We're going to talk about what specs should you look for. And then we got to talk about Mac versus PC, right? We got to fight, right? Got to fight Mac or PC. <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit about Mac and PC, and I'm going to give you kind of my opinion on Mac and PC and some of the things that I've learned from my students uh, over the years who happen to be PC users on the Mac. And we'll talk a little bit about that. So first thing we got to ask ourselves is, well, why do you, up why would you upgrade your studio computer? Well, Remember, now, the studio computer in the home studio environment is the heartbeat, is the engine, is the main thing that you have in your studio that you want to walk into that studio when you're ready to create music, when you're ready to mix music or master music or just be creative. You want to walk in, turn everything on, and you want to get going. You don't want to be troubleshooting. My computer doesn't work today. It's crashing. We got this problem, that problem. I can't hear things. Things are not working. It kills the creative vibe. So it's the engine of the of the of the uh, of the car, the computer, right? 
So we want to make sure it's in tip-top form all the time. Want to make sure it's working at its highest optimum level so you can get creative and not have the technology get in the way. So that's one of the reasons uh, why uh, you would want to upgrade, okay? So now, what specific reasons would make you think, I think it's time for an upgrade, Uncle Dave? Well, I'm going to tell you about the things that get emailed to me from students, and when we help, when I help them diagnose the problem, it comes back to one about three different items that typically are. If you're experiencing one of these three things, you want to look to possibly upgrade your computer. Number one, and probably the most common, is having latency when you're trying to record. Now, you may say, "Well, what is latency?" If you don't know, for folks that don't know, what latency is is real simple. It's delay, meaning you're speaking into your microphone. It's going through the microphone through the cable through the audio, uh, through your audio interface into your computer, into your DAW. You're listening to yourself on headphones as you're trying to record. Goes out of the DAW, out of the audio interface, into your headphones. From the time you start talking to when you hear it back in your headphones, if there's any kind of a delay or what it perceives to be like an echo, like a, like a delay, you're, you're talking and you're hearing it a few second, um, a second or a few milliseconds later, that is called latency or delay. And that is very jarring, very uncomfortable and almost impossible to try to record when you're talking or singing or playing your guitar into the, into the computer and it's not coming back in your ears as you're playing it. That's the number one reason. Now there's the things that you can do inside of your settings of your DAW and your computer to help reduce that latency as much as possible. And I have lots of videos of that on the YouTube channel talking about the buffer size and all of that stuff. We've talked about that before and we'll talk about that a little bit here. But a lot of times people try those things and they're still having problems. It could come down to your computer specs the amount of RAM, what you're trying to do, so on and so forth. So latency is the number one reason. The number two reason that I hear from students, a lot of times it has to do with what I call audio artifacts. A lot of students will email me talking about crackles and pops and what seems to be like distortion maybe in their audio when it's kind of random and it doesn't happen all the time. Those audio artifacts uh, has to do with Again, some of the settings we'll talk about um, in a second, but that's another thing that is related to the computer and the age of the computer and the specs and the hardware and the stuff like that. So that's number two. Also, the uh, third reason why you may want to upgrade is a lot of you, as you're growing in your home studio and you're getting more involved with your sessions and you're running larger sessions with more tracks and you're using or starting to use uh, virtual software instruments, as you start to get into your home recording journey, those things are very taxing on a computer. And so you may want to upgrade to more of the latest technology. Uh, we'll talk about some of that in a second um, to make sure that it's running, your computer's running at the most optimum level. So no, matter, so no matter what you throw at it, it works. So those are kind of the three things here of why you might want to upgrade here. I was going to flip my notes here for you there on YouTube. I want to make sure um, that I cover everything. Okay. So you want to have a computer where you get into that, you get into that creative mode and you're ready to sit down and record. As I said, you just want to go, you don't want to be worried about the computer getting in the way and having all kinds of technology problems, right? So if you're having latency issues and you've checked out my videos on YouTube and you've tried to adjust your device block side or your buffer setting, depending on what your DAW causes, calls it, and that's still not fixing your problem. 
or, um, you know, you're, you're trying to use, like I said, uh, you know, a lot of software instruments. And um, as you're building up the session or tons of plugins in your session and you're getting those audio artifacts or your computer's continuing to crash, um, those are things that you're going to want to say, well, let's take a look at the computer. Let's take a look at the specs and let's make sure we have the right computer for the job that we want to do. So let's say we've determined that we're looking for a computer. Well, what should I be looking for? What kind of computer should I be looking for? What kind of specs should I be looking for? Well, before we talk about the individual specs, let's talk about, well, what are you doing in your studio? And again, I got some bullet points here I want you to think about. We just kind of talked about a couple of them a second ago. So I ask you, I ask all my students when we talk about computers and I, should I be upgrading? And they'll say, what should I upgrade to? Well, here's the questions I'm asking. Well, what kind of work are you doing? Are you doing recording only? Are you doing mixing and mastering as well? Are you doing both? Are you doing recording? You're doing mixing, you're doing mastering. Are you using only stock plugins that come with your DAW? Or are you using also third-party plugins? Are you using virtual instruments? Not only the ones that maybe come with your DAW, but maybe some third-party virtual instruments. And which ones are you using? Are you also, and this is kind of new, something I didn't talk about in the first one about 18 months ago, our first computer podcast episode. Another thing that's becoming really big now is people are making YouTube videos. Like go to Uncle Dave here and they're making tutorials. Well, that's another thing I ask. Are you making YouTube videos? Are you making tutorials as well about recording? What are you using this computer for? And more importantly, what do you think you're going to be using this computer for over the next 24 to 36 months, because all of that will determine really what kind of computer you should be looking for when we talk about individual computer specs, right? So if you're just doing basic, I'm just recording some voiceover, maybe an acoustic guitar. I'm just going to use my plugins that come with Logic or Studio One or Pro Tools or Cubase or Reaper or what have you. And Dave, that's all I'm going to do. I get that, you know, quite a bit. Okay, great. Well, that computer that we're going to choose and the specs that you need around that computer is way different than if you said to me, you know what, I'm creating not only a uh, full band productions and I'm doing, you know, recording drums and guitars and basses and vocals, but then I'm also doing things with software instruments. Maybe I'm doing uh, synths and string sections and I'm using, you know, four or five instances of different virtual instruments in my session. Okay. And then on top of that, I'm also, you know, I'm creating little videos and music videos and those kinds of things. Well, that computer is way different than what we just talked about a second ago in example number one. So let's talk about computer specs here for a minute. So when we talk about computer specs, after we determine well, what kind of work are we going to be doing and what kind of work do we think we're going to be doing 12 months from now, 24 months from now, okay? If you're not really sure, I would always err on the side of caution because you may start out just wanting to do a simple vocal guitar recording. And then before you know it, you've gotten more into this thing. You're, you're, you're feeding your studio hobby passion and your next thing you know, you're doing more full on production. So you really want to sit down and think about that. Once you've kind of determined what kind of work you're doing now and what you think you might be doing, let's talk about computer specs. So as of the recording in this video, we have now um, a couple of different types of processors. We have the Mac Apple, which is really running all their Apple Silicon chips, the M1 processor. And now 
They even have M1 Ultra and Max and all that nonsense, but they have an M1 chip. They're no longer using Intel processors. Uh, on the Windows side, you have the Intel processors. So I tell everyone, regardless if we're into Mac or PC, and we'll talk about that in a bit, I would recommend the minimum of a quad-core i5 processor, bare minimum. I don't even know if you could get anything less than that. So if you have a computer today that has less than an i5 quad-core and you're running like a dual-core or an i3 or whatever it was before and you're having problems with your, with your basic recording, then I would say you definitely want to look for a quad-core i5. Okay, minimum. I would say try to get an i7 or an i9 if you're in the Intel world if you're on Apple, I would say you want to go with a, with an M1. Any of the M1s, as of the recording of this video, whether it's the very basic M1 Mac Mini or whether it's now the M1 Ultra or the M1 Max, I think it goes M1, M1 Max, M1 Ultra, any one of those will be just fine as far as processors go. Those are super fast, better than any Intel thing on the market, at, at least as of the recording of this video, from a performance perspective. You want to have a minimum of 16 gigabytes of RAM. Okay, minimum. I know every DAW manufacturer, recording software manufacturer, will tell you you can do it with eight gigs. And you tip, you can technically. But as I said before, if you're going to be running some uh, virtual instruments, even if it's something like Easy Drummer or Superior Drummer or any kind of software-based instruments, you want more RAM if possible. Yes. Some people will argue that a lot of the DAW manufacturers have made their virtual instruments much more computer efficient today. And that is true. And you can get by with using maybe one virtual instrument, a stock virtual instrument or two, using only eight gigs. And as long as you're not over overdoing it, you can get by. However, again, RAM and memory is one of the cheapest things that you can upgrade right out of the box. And so I would say put as much RAM in the computer as you possibly, as it'll possibly take up to about 32 gigs, okay? Unless we're talking about video editing, and we'll talk about that in a bit. So get as much RAM as you can. Now, if you're on the Mac side and you're buying some of the Macs, the new Macs, you can't upgrade the memory after the fact unless you get like a, a, a Mac Pro. It's all kind of on the motherboard. So you have to buy it at the time of purchase. And Apple memory can be a little expensive. That's true. So depending whether you're going to go the Mac PC route, either way, get as much memory into that computer as you can afford to. Up to, like I said, 32 gigs is really the most you'll ever need to do, but 16 is minimum. Again, we're talking about future-proofing. We want to get a computer that you're going to have for at least three years, if at all possible. So think about that. Upgrade your RAM. We also want to make sure you have a computer that only has a solid-state hard drive in it. I don't even know they make computers today that don't, but if you have a computer that's you know five, six, seven years old and you have an old Fusion drive or you have an old you know, mechanical driving your computer, problematic. You want something that has an SSD in it. Any new computer today is going to have a solid state drive in it. I would say a minimum of 500 gigabytes. Although again, space is a premium. I would even tell you one terabyte. Okay, you may not need that right now. However, as you run recording sessions and you're saving all your song sessions, they can get very large in file sizes. So you either want to go with a larger external drive that will not only run all your applications but also your sessions, or you could go with more like a 500 gig internal drive to run all your applications and then have an external 
SSD drive that you plug into your USB-C or your Thunderbolt port or whatever you're using with another 500 gigs to just run your session. So either way, but again, um, the internal hard drive, especially on the Macs, you can't upgrade them after the fact like you can with a PC. It's one of the downsides of Mac Mac. Okay. So again, think about two years from now, you don't want to have to buy a new computer because you ran out of hard drive space. That would be a shame. So consider a terabyte. Okay. But 500 gigs is minimum. And then again, ideally an external SSD to run your session. So those are the basic computer specs you want to look for. If you don't have those computer specs at a bare minimum, then I would say to you, you want to absolutely do that. Okay. Because if you don't do that, you're going to have nothing but problems, nothing but problems down the road, especially as you get more into your recording and your, and your sessions become larger. So in summary there, a quad core I five minimum I would tell you if you're on the PC Intel side, I would say an i7 or an i9 is what I would recommend. 16 gig of, or any one of the M1 Max is fine. 16 gigs of memory, um, ideally, uh, or minimum, right? Ideally, go with 32 if you can afford it. Can never have too much memory, okay? That's what I would tell you to do. And an SSD drive, 500 gigs internally, minimum. Although if you can go for a terabyte, go for a terabyte. You'd be surprised how quickly you run out of space. And an external SSD drive, you could start with 500 gigs. That'll last you a while to put all your uh, your your uh, DAW sessions on, okay? Now that's if you're just recording audio, okay? If you have those computer specs and those drive hard drive specs, you'll have no problem recording audio. No problem at all. You should be just fine, Mac or PC. Now, if we get into video and a lot of guys today and a lot of cats like me are on YouTube recording tutorials and that stuff, and you're using QuickTime or ScreenFlow or Camtasia, when you start talking about video and video editing as part of your studio work, well, now you're talking about a lot more intense uh, processing power that you need. This is where I would say get the fastest processor that you can possibly afford get the most amount of memory that you can possibly afford to put it into the machine. Okay. Because when you're recording audio or you're doing tutorials or even what I'm doing right now for you here on YouTube, if you're listening, watching this on YouTube, I'm recording a, my voiceover in studio one, which is very light duty, but I'm also using ScreenFlow and I'm recording this podcast in video form. Then I'm going to take it into final cut pro and I'm going to edit it. Okay. So video editing is a lot more intense on a computer. Okay. Now maybe 80% of you listening to this is just on the recording side of audio. You're not really dealing with video, but I do have a lot of students that do do YouTube videos and those kinds of things. So consider that as well. Okay. And the other thing about that, if you're talking about videos, we need to talk about the graphics card and the amount of memory you want on the graphics card. And that is constantly changing. But I would say do your research depending on the computer that you're looking at and what video card comes with it. And just do a quick Google or a YouTube search, video editing or video creation on Mac, video card recommendations or something like that. And they'll have the latest and greatest there. When you're buying your computer, try to upgrade your video card if you think you're going to be doing that. And or if you think you're going to be doing something like live streaming is another thing that is video intensive. It's also memory and processor intensive. 
this is where we go back to, well, what kind of work are you going to be doing? So if you're just doing audio, the specs that I told you, you'll be totally fine with and you'll be future-proof for at least a couple of years. If you start adding live streaming, video editing, video creation, and those kinds of things, you're going to want to step up your game even more. Okay. So now the last thing I want to talk about here is again, Mac or PC. This is where um, you have two, you have both sides of the aisle there have uh, very valid points. First, I'll tell you, it really doesn't matter whether you use a Mac or a PC. Computer technology today has gotten so good that you can use either one, it'll be just fine. A lot of my students use PCs and they love PC and they will be using PC forever and it works just fine for them. What are the benefits of maybe going with PC? Now I'm a Mac guy and I have, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use a PC because I just like the Mac operating system, but let's just talk about the pros and cons. So PC, what are the pros? You buy a PC, you can easily upgrade it internally, okay? You can open up the case, you can change out the video cards, you can upgrade the memory, you can upgrade the SSD drives, you can do all of that over time. So you buy a basic computer and then you can buy the components and you can swap them in and out at your leisure if you're so inclined to do that stuff. I even have students that won't buy a computer, they buy all the components and actually build their computer. You can do that with PC. So if you're into that kind of stuff, you can do that, okay? Now, as far as the stability, <clears throat> pardon me, of like Windows and such, it's gotten much better, but I'm not a big Windows person. I haven't been in many, many years, so I can't talk from an expert point of view uh, on Windows. I can just tell you that I would say 70% of the people that hire me to do Zoom consulting sessions and hire me to help them troubleshoot their computer issues, 70% of those students typically are using Windows and PCs. Now, it doesn't mean that it's a Windows PC problem. 90% of the time, it's a user problem using the Windows or PC, okay? So let's keep that in mind as well. So the pros are you can upgrade a PC at your leisure. You could get more readily components and you can do it for yourself and you can upgrade it yourself. The downside of Windows PC is that number one, there's no real support. You have to do and kind of learn the technology yourself. So in other words, if you're gonna build your computer or you're gonna buy a computer off the rack and upgrade it, there's really no one to do it for you. You have to learn and do it yourself. If you have a problem with things not working out, you have to learn the troubleshooting skills. It's not as plug and play, okay? So you can get the parts, you can build it yourself, you can upgrade it yourself when you want, and you, but you have to learn, you have to be more of an IT person when there's a problem, okay? Conversely, Mac, on the other hand, is different in that with Macs, unless you buy the Mac Pro, okay, you really can't do much upgrading of your own. Okay, most of the stuff, especially with the M1s, the Mac Mini, the Mac Studio, which is about a month old as of the recording of this podcast, the iMacs, if you're running anything with the M1, you can't just easily, and I, I put in quotes if you're watching on YouTube, uh, easily upgrade the memory. You can't easily upgrade the, up, uh, the hard drives. You can't do that unless you really want to learn how to tear down a computer and unsolder things from motherboards and all of that nonsense, which most people don't. 
So what does that mean for Mac? Well, you're going to spend more money on the front end if you want to up future proof yourself to upgrade a little bit, you know, so you don't have it for two, three, four years. You got to buy the upgraded packages from the start. Because if you run out of memory, run out of processing power, run out of hard drive power, you got to get rid of that computer and buy a new one, which is okay if that's what you're into. So the upgradability of a Mac after purchase is not as easy as, unless you have a Mac Pro, which starts at about six grand and goes up, right? That's different. Also, Mac components like memory are way overpriced and way more expensive than if you buy memory uh, on the market from Amazon or some other third-party seller that you can slap into a PC, okay? So that's the down, that's another downside of Mac. What are the pros of Mac? What are the, what are the positives of Mac? Well, what's great about Mac is Mac, uh, you have support first and foremost. Not only do you have Apple Care, but you also have phone support for free. You call somebody up if you're having an issue and they can help you through your issues. Mac is a lot more plug and play. There are resources to help you, whether it's the Apple store itself. If you live near an Apple store and you go to the Genius Bar or whether you just call Apple Tech Support, you have that support as part of the purchase price when you buy the computer. You don't have that with PC. That's one of the things I don't like about PC is if you need support, if you're not a real techie person and you need support if something goes wrong, you have that in Apple. You go buy a Dell computer or an HP computer or something else off the rack. You don't have that, okay? Unless you go to a custom PC builder who builds PCs specifically for audio. And there are companies out there and do that. But then those computers are very, very expensive, right? Even more expensive than a Mac in a lot of cases, okay? So that's one of the, the pros of Mac is that you have support. The other pro with Mac is that they make the hardware now, especially with the M1 chips, and they make all their own hardware and own all of their own software. So it works very well together. It integrates very well together. Meaning when you're using something like Logic Pro, it works on every Mac. You buy Logic Pro once, all the updates are free. You never pay for it again. It will work and is optimized for their operating system. Same thing with video editing like Final Cut Pro, okay? You buy it once, you never have to buy it again. You will always have those upgrades free and available, okay? That's the other pro to Mac is the hardware and the software work very, very well together. Um, and I've owned lots of different Macs, both with Intel processors, M1 processors, and they always work flawlessly. They're very plug and play. So what do I recommend, you ask? Well... I tell all my students, if it didn't matter to you and you had a choice, go with a Mac every single time because it's a lot more trouble-free. It's much more plug-and-play. Uh, the software and the hardware work good together as well. It doesn't matter whether you're using Logic or Studio One or Pro Tools. It still, it still works. I feel much more seamless than Windows does from experience that I hear from my students. Um, and today... Um, you can get a Mac at any price point. It wasn't like that maybe five, six, seven years ago where the argument was always from the PC camp. PCs I could get for so much less money than Mac for the same specs. That's not true anymore. You can buy a Mac mini computer, especially with an M1 chip, the entry level for $800 US dollars. And you have a processor, that, a processor that you will not outgrow for two to three years. You get 16 gigs of RAM in it and that will do almost any audio task that you have and some pretty 
light to medium duty video tasks if you're so inclined. Now, as I said a little earlier, they have the Mac Studio, which it goes is like a step up above the Mac Mini, which again, a little bit more money, but now you're talking about a professional workstation that can handle anything you throw at it. As many VST instruments, as many plugins, as many video editing software tasks that you have, and you could do that for about two grand. And you could get yourself a 10 core processor with 32 gigs of RAM in it with a two terabyte hard drive. Again, pricing will always change as the recording of this video. That's what they are. They're always, you know, with inflation and everything else, prices are going to change. But you have a lot more um, step ups and price points. So depending on your budget, you can get something for less than a thousand bucks and you could spend as much as 20 grand on the Mac Pro and everything in between. And there is a computer for everybody in the Mac lineup, which I like. So for students that are not, highly tech savvy. I say, go with the Mac every single time you got less than a thousand bucks. Go with the Mac mini. You got a thousand to 1500 bucks. Either go with an upgraded Mac mini with the, with the, with the faster processors and more memory, or you could even get into the entry level, uh, Mac studio, uh, mini, uh, yeah, Mac studio, right. If you wanted to, and if you really got open-ended budget and you want to be able to do video editing and all kinds of stuff. And maybe I have a couple of students that compose for television and film and they have huge sessions with lots of strings and lots of VSTs. They may run 200 tracks in their session. You go with something like a Mac studio with the, with the M one max or ultra chip, and you'll never have a problem with latency and audio artifacts and all of that nonsense. So I tell people go with Mac, but if you're a PC user and you're more comfortable with PC, you can do it with a PC as well. No problem. Just be prepared. You have to be a little bit more hands-on as far as the tech end of it goes. So in closing here, I gave you a lot of information. A couple of points to remember. Before you start talking about upgrading a computer, heavily sit down and consider what type of work you're going to be doing. When you're shopping for a computer, if at all possible, try to buy a computer that's three to five years of future-proofing. What are you going to be doing for the next two to three years at, at minimum? And try to overbuy the computer if you have to, a little bit on the front end, because as you grow into it, it'll give you less and less problems, and you won't have to swap out the computer or all its internal components every two years. Another real important point is that if at all possible, try to dedicate the computer to your studio work only. In other words, don't just use a general purpose computer that you use for everything, email, paying your bills, surfing the internet, Photoshop, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. Try to, try to dedicate a computer if you can just to your studio to keep it clean. Keep it clean, keep it running at its optimum level, okay? Now, one last thing I'll say about computers, especially Mac, be very, very careful and I highly recommend that you don't upgrade the operating system every six or eight months when Mac puts out a new one. If you can help it, try to stay one to two versions of the OS behind where Mac is. Mac puts out or Apple puts out a new operating system about every eight months or so. And all the third-party software companies like your DAWs, like your different plugins and your different virtual instruments and everything else, not always have them optimized for that new operating system. Again, it's one of the downsides, if you will, of Mac. Again, every time you upgrade the operating system, you can find that a lot of your plugins and some of your software is not compatible. 
So what I tell people is if unless you absolutely need to upgrade the OS, don't upgrade it. Most times when they upgrade the operating system on a Mac from one to the next, it has really no bearing on what you're doing in your home studio. A lot of these new upgrades have to do with integrating the iPhone and the iPad with the Mac and a lot of the mobile to desktop integration. There may be a couple of little uh, visual features that may look a little bit better. It may be a little bit snappier, a little bit more peppy, but from your use case in your home studio, just using it for recording and doing studio work, you normally don't need to upgrade to the latest operating system. I always are two versions behind. I want that operating system to be out at least a year before I upgrade it to make sure everything is compatible with it. That's huge, okay? On the Windows side, you normally don't have that. They don't upgrade the operating system every six months like Apple does. So just be very, very careful about that if you're on a Mac. If you don't need to upgrade, do not. If you are buying a brand new Mac, and you now you're gonna get the latest operating system, just be aware what operating system's coming with that Mac. Make sure that your plugins, make sure that your DAW and any other third-party type of applications that you're gonna use with your studio computer are compatible with that new operating system, okay? Make sure of that because that could be a big problem for you. You may want to time when you do that upgrade based on that alone. You don't have to worry about the Apple applications. They will all work fine with whatever operating system you buy. I'm talking about the things that are not Apple, right? So if you're a Pro Tools user or a Studio One user or a Reaper user or one of those, make sure it's compatible. Make sure if you have third-party plugins and virtual instruments that they're compatible. Do your research before you buy that new computer with the new OS on it, okay? So all these things, a lot of moving parts. You gotta pay attention to all that stuff, okay? So that's a lot of information on computers and computer specs. I hope it was helpful. Again, it's changing so quickly that you need to keep up on top of it. But if you buy the computer once and you buy it for three to five years, you won't have to worry about it. Every computer in my studio lasts at least three years before I upgrade. And the only reason why I end up upgrading is really for the video side of it. For the audio side of it, you'll have nothing to worry about, especially, like I said, if you go with something like a Mac M1 mini for 800, 900 bucks, you won't, and you're just doing audio, you won't have to upgrade that computer for a minimum of five years. Okay, so you should be in really good shape. You buy it once and you should be good for a while. So I want to uh, thank you so much for sticking around till the end of the podcast. I know this is a little bit of a long one, but there's a lot of information here. Now, as I said in the beginning, I want you to go to homerecordingmadeeasy.com and I want to give you a free mixing course. It is right on the homepage. There's a big orange button. You can't miss it. Click on it. Download it today. Take the free course. It's my gift to you just for visiting homerecordingmadeeasy.com. And after you're done taking that course, if you dig my style of teaching and you like the way Uncle Dave conveys information to you and you're learning a lot from the course, and I know you will, and you want to check out one of my other paid trading courses on the website, and I have everything from beginner to intermediate to advanced stuff, high-level advanced stuff, from beginner to high-level advanced, you want to take one of my paid training courses, I want to give you a discount. Coupon code you can use at checkout. It'll be in the description box below or the show notes below is podcast30. One word, podcast30. That will take off 30% off any training course on the website. Hey, how about that? 
So go check out the website. Go check out the training courses. Let me know what you thought of this episode below. Leave comments below. Give me the old thumbs up and the five-star review. And until the next podcast episode, I've been Dave with HomeRecordingMadeEasy.com. Thank you so very much for watching on YouTube and for listening on Spotify and Apple Music. And I will talk to you at the next podcast. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody.